What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit. Here's your host, Alex Garrett. And on this podcast, uh, a, little, a little somber today, as is a two-month anniversary since my dad passed. And I wanted to really say thank you tonight on this show to firstly Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, who did a beautiful, beautiful service on May 6th and did the church real nice for my dad and the flowers from my girlfriend Gabriella and the support I've had since April 15th has been immense um that day is seared into my head now forever and um I don't know but I'm trying to process it day by day by day mom and Vic have been every step of the way through this but Sunday, we had a really special thing happen. Sunday, June 11th, was the time we said, Okay, Pop, we are going to scatter your ashes. I'm ready to take that next step in this process of grief and uh, letting go of, of his being into the earth and into the world like he wanted to be. And we picked three different spots. Well, I did three different spots that we actually were most at during the pandemic when you couldn't really move around. But here was this 80-plus-year-old man during a pandemic coming out to visit me in Queens, which was pretty heroic thinking of it. And we stuck at Captain Tilly Park in Jamaica, Queens. We stuck with uh, Cunningham Park as well as... uh, the uh the one sixty fourth uh Legion American Legion Memorial for veterans uh of our wars. So why does this matter? Well I, I think it was great timing because if you didn't know my dad loved to do fireworks and go to anything fireworks ingrained in me fireworks. Well I guess God had a plan for him to be reunited with that aspect of life because what I was uh, astounded to find out is the day I was planting him into the earth of, of Cunningham Park, there was actually, actually a Philharmonic show happening tonight, June 15th. And so I planted him just in time be there for the fireworks four days later and I just feel that's so fitting 
And then I found a peanut, which I know was my father's way of saying, give me a snack. And finding snacks, as he always did here on Earth. Uh, I don't know. I wore his Cubs, uh, a Cubs jersey and rollerbladed, and that represents to me the two things he loved in his life were the Cubs and I think teaching me and, and how to rollerblade and to have one leg up on this life. And so I'm trying to honor that for which he loved to do and to follow. And so it's only month two, it feels like half a year already but we keep on pushing through the the late night calls about any of these finals you know the Nuggets winning and the Golden Knights winning I mean that's kind of different now because my dad is not there to pick up the call at 1030 and talk about it me and he'd always say something like well there you go or that's sports or something and now I just have that replaying in my head. But I am going to say this. I did record him talking about his travels around the world. And I know that you know him as John Garrett, uh, my dad. But he was uh, his own person in a lot of ways. And one of them was how he loved to travel. And so on Sunday, I'm going to unveil the audio. It's kind of muffled because I didn't want the... Empty, no, I was recording, but I have it on tape, his adventures to Brazil and Japan, different places around the world, and I mean, you just get to hear some of his travels, I think that's the best way to honor my mom Father's Day, I will be going to Central Park, to, along Tavern on the Green, where we did those races for many years, and planting a little of him in the lawn at Central Park before dinner with my stepdad, Vic, who's been such a stabilizing force and will, of course, appreciate him as well. I guess still the most sad and, and toughest thing for me is, you know, my dad and I would always make a plan the night before and we go to the Burger King by work or McDonald's or somewhere around there and no matter what we always had a plan of action a time and a place and um I miss that coordination and what's interesting because the Burger King folks said to me they didn't know that he had passed so when I told them they were kind of like jaw uh dropping and you know no one really thought he'd go at 86. I thought he had another few years of him uh, in him, but here we are. And um, normally I'm excited to talk about anything, but this feels like the right tone of voice. Cause it's not really that happy. But I digress. I did want to also tell you that um, I have a summer reading list. And you know, my dad loved to read. He loved his Grisham, his Ludlums, uh, his, his uh, Pattersons, I believe. Yes, Pattersons. He loved all those books. 
wasn't Grisham the born identity? Uh, he loved. He loved all of them. But my my reading list is kind of different. It's a little more historical, and I'm adding another one to the list, as a matter of fact. Because next week you'll hear from the author of Our Flag Was Still There, the Star-Spangled Banner that survived the British and 200 years, and the Armistead family who saved it. A little bit about this book. George Armistead was a commander of Fort McHenry. During the War of 1812, and he wanted a flag so large that British would have no difficulty seeing it from, an, from a distance. This actually is in correlation to Flag Day, which was yesterday. Armistead then took, took the big flag home as a souvenir after the battle. In violation of Army regulations, and then the flag remained in possession of his family. For 90 years. So this flag, which is, uh, I mean, 1814, over 200 years old, is still around. And I think that's kind of cool. I, I love history. I love finding out these historical things like the book with an enemy harassed, which is something I gotta um, read up on as well from our prior guest. And I love that Post Hill Presses keeps on coming with these historical books, so uh, that'll be something. But the biggest one I want to talk about is Jack Curry's 1998 Yankees. I know. Complete 180 from history and everything like that. But you see, if you're a hardcore Yankee fan who remembers or wants to replay 1998 in your mind, just read Jack Curry's book. I mean, there baseball is a, a sport where every day can have some kind of anniversary. In fact, today was it in '06 or '07? Today. In Yankee history, they had the press conference, which announced the building of a new Yankee stadium. It wasn't the groundbreaking, but it was uh, the announcement. And it was a game before the Pirates uh, on June 15th. I want to say 2007. And the plans were in the works, or even 05, you know, it could have been earlier. And that plans were in the works for what is now known as the new Yankee Stadium. So, you know, the Yankees are celebrating 100 years of the stadium. And I, I, uh, right then and there, history right on June 15th um, with the announcement and the press conference that they were moving across the street and out of the house that Ruth built, a place that closed its doors now 15 years ago. But I digress. Jack Curry's book about 1998 is incredible. Every day of the season, there could be something documented from that year. And I highly recommend it. And hopefully, we might have Jack on to, to, to re recap what life was like before the All-Star break as we're hitting that break fairly soon, like a month or so away. 
from that here in 2023. And of course, John Katsimatidis' How Far Do You Want to Go? That's on my reading list. Um, Apple Books has a lot of the classics as well. Uh, so I've been reading A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Another great read, which I which I highly recommend. So, we've got summer reading on the list, and of course, Richard V. Battle, Americans vs. Americans. That's one on my list, and we're probably gonna have them next week. After I read a couple of chapters, just to get people up to speed, and, and you know, I, I like the idea of the Americans vs. the Americans, and I think in today's world. We should be inspired by those who roll up their sleeves and say, um, we can get back to regular office work. We can um, fight back uh, the, these different things going on. I mean, though he was indicted, and though I don't believe he should have completely chokeholded uh, Jordan Neely, what, what Daniel Penny should have been inspirational for is that he took down someone that he viewed as a threat. And of course, you see, uh, off-duty, somebody got punched on the subway yesterday. I mean, these incidents keep happening. And you might disagree that Daniel Penny's a good... I might not agree that he's a good guy. I think he's a horrible guy. And, you know, I also believe they've... Somehow ratcheted up research on Jordan Neely in two minutes after his death to, to make a big case. But, you know, I think that... What Daniel Penny was proving is that we can stop the disturbing behaviors we see on our subways. He's someone that said, I'm going to, and I can stop further harm. I I was thinking about this. You remember how crazy the subway shooter was last year and how there was a manhunt for him, how I think he stopped in Burger King, actually, after shooting up the R-train. Um, and though he was tracked down and arrested, you never heard much about it after that. So, the question then to me is, is it going to be the point where we ask ourselves, do we want more possible shootings on the subway? Or do we want absolute safety, even if it is a civilian's right to safety? That's the question we may have to ask ourselves now. We'll we'll see what happens after that, uh, after the indictment, where it goes from there. And of course, it came down this week that President Trump was arraigned, arrested on Tuesday, and while everybody is crying on the conservative side, this is political, you know, 
they're trying to get rid of them through the legal system. This is weaponization of the DOJ. I think 37 counts is ridiculous. I think that um, President Trump also should not have taken all those boxes down to Mar-a-Lago. And if it weren't for the boxes, why brag about it to some reporter and have your voice on record? That's stupid. <laughs> of course, I think I think the best part about this was that he walked out of a restaurant in Miami and then told, uh, apparently said he was going to pay for everybody's meal. And then he, they didn't pay, the team didn't pay, Trump didn't pay for anybody's meal at this restaurant. Um, uh, it's just, um, and then the team said, well, we did pay for everybody who got to go back. It's just a messy conversation there, but my point is, one after the other, he just sticks his foot in his mouth, and that's not going to be good for a second term, because I know he really wants it. But for those who say the weaponization of the DOJ is happening here, I'm on the fence about that. I like to see the DOJ work hard on their own internal investigations of the Bidens. You might not like what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it again. I feel like we're dealing with the Biden industrial complex, a network. A family that has totally taken advantage of their power and put themselves on the boards of like Barisma and all these other different things. And now there are recordings about a bribery scheme. I mean, that has to be investigated and, and brought to light too. But my whole point is that here's a guy that is showing he can still run for president and will still run for president even under all this legal trouble. And you might think it's ridiculous. I find that kind of inspirational. That he's going to keep on going. The song Rawhide, Rolling, 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 Keep Them Doggy Roll. I said that about him when he was president. I'm going to say that here on this podcast. And he looks tired. He looks haggard. But I think Richard Battle is, is, would agree that here's a guy that is an American. And he's he's showing that he can still go on. And he's not going to back down, which is pretty, pretty um, motivational in the sense of when all our backs are against the wall, what do we do? Do we weld? Do we not weld? That's the question we face. Do we walk away or not? And for those that keep on pushing, kudos to them big time.
big time. I know it seems a bit of a rambling tonight, but I just, I, I get on these tracks and I can't let, let go. I also felt the need to address this because working in conservative radio all day, I hear it. I hear the defense of Trump and I also disagree with the defense of Trump. But he's still willing to go through all of this. And what? President Biden doing? Tripping over sandbags? Not good. Not good for where we're at right now. If you have any other comments or suggestions, email me at alex at alexgnyc.com. That's alex at alexgnyc.com. A little winding road tonight, but that's fine. It happens. And I also want to mention I'm going to have Charles Orlick of the Bottom Line Concepts group who actually talk about employer retention credit. I don't know if you've heard that or not, but we'll learn about that tomorrow on the Alex Garrett Podcast Network. Till then, have a good one. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.